السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على ملا نبي بعده أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان وقال تبارك وتعالى إنا أنزلناه في ليلة القدر وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من قام رمضان إيمانا واحتسابا أفر له ما تقدم من ذنبه وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من صام رمضان إيمانا واحتسابا أفر له ما تقدم من ذنبه أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين My most beloved elders and brothers all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his countless blessings and favors upon us there are so many that we cannot count, in, count them وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ إِلَا تُحْسُوهَا as Allah says in the Quran even if you try to count the bounties and the favors of Allah we will not be able to list them there are too many so we need to be extremely grateful and express our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in various ways one is by praising Him, being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by being verbally, alhamdulillah, making dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the greatest form of gratitude to Allah is being obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For all His favors that He has bestowed upon us, not to use any of those favors in a way that is going against His commands. If Allah has blessed us with wealth, then use the wealth in a way that is being that is in conformity to his teachings, that is being grateful for the wealth. If Allah has blessed us with health, then use the health, whether it's your eye, whether it's your ear, whether it's your mouth, every part of your body, use it in a way that is pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is not going against any of his commands, that is being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you give us business, then use the business that we have, if you give us family, then the family must try and bring them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is being grateful. So may Allah give us the ability of being grateful for all His bounties and His favors. Peace and salutations upon our beloved Master, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whom Allah has sent as a mercy for the universes, as Allah is Rabbul Alameen. Rasulullah sallallahu is Rahmatun lil Alameen. His also favors upon us are so many. His ihsan to, this, to His ummah, that is us till the day of Qiyamah, the sacrifices that He made, the teachings that He has left behind for us, and we need to repay it like how we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one way of being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one way of being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sending durood on him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is one way of repaying him for his kindness and his ihsan that he has shown to us for the sacrifices that he made and also trying to do everything in conformity to his teachings is a way of, of our repayment for His kindness towards us. So eating, sleeping, dressing, talking, behavior, everything according to the sunnah, inshallah is a way that we're expressing our gratitude to Rasulullah sallallahu and our shukriya and showing our and expressing our love to Rasulullah sallallahu Today is the 22nd of Ramadan. That means by Maghrib time today, 22 days are completed and 22 nights Tonight, inshallah, we'll go into the second of the odd nights. 
the first odd night of the last 10 nights of Ramadan was on Wednesday night where Alhamdulillah those brothers were sitting for itikaf for the wind into itikaf and Wednesday night was one of the odd nights Allah knows best it could have been Layl al-Qadr already but we can't say for sure we don't know we got another opportunity tonight is the 23rd night of Ramadan another one of the odd nights and then inshallah Sunday night is the 25th night and then Tuesday night is 27th night of Ramadan and Thursday night is 29th night of Ramadan nevertheless these 20 day, 22 days have passed and Ramadan soon as the Hilal of Ramadan was sighted right, Ramadan first of Ramadan already it was an opportunity for us to maximize to gain more from the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for us to put in our investments into the bank of the Akhirah to put our deposits so those of us, alhamdulillah, who have put in a lot of investments into our bank of the Akhirah for the 22, 22 days, alhamdulillah, may Allah accept it, and inshallah let it be a means of our eternal salvation, and it be heavy on our scales on the day of Qiyamah. But those of us who are still thinking about where that bank is, and how what deposit we're going to put into this bank of the Akhirah, 22 days are gone. We can't go back. But what we do have is another eight days, seven or eight days of Ramadan that is left. And we can now, don't have to wait for tomorrow, from now put in our deposits and earn these huge rewards and see the rewards of it on our scale of good deeds on the day of Qiyamah. Because you must remember that this opportunity we have, that where we do one fard in Ramadan, out of Ramadan is equal to one. In Ramadan, the same fard we're doing, you're going to get 70 times more. 70 times more is like, if you read, to understand the, the, the magnitude of that, it means if you read one zar today, it's equivalent to reading 70 zar, 70 times you read zar salah. If you're reading one asr, it's equivalent to 70 asr salahs. Because it's Ramadan, the blessings are so much, the reward is so much, it's like you go into the shop, and you pay one rand for something normal, right? And you get one item. Now the person is giving you, you paid one rand. Instead of giving you one item for one rand, you say, okay, take 70 items. Any person in the world will understand the, the, the benefit he's getting, and he won't waste, he'll try and get more. So, as soon as the moon of Eid is going to be sighted, Allah knows best whether it's going to be on Friday, everybody asking, when is Eid, when is Eid? Only Allah knows best. Only on Friday night, next week Friday night, after Maghrib, when we go out into the sky and we look and the moon is sighted, then we know, okay, Friday night is Eid, uh, Eid night and Saturday is Eid. If the moon is not sighted, then Alhamdulillah, we've got one more day of Ramadan, then most certainly Saturday, Saturday night will be the night of Eid and Sunday will be Eid. So Eid, the option is Saturday or Sunday. Only that time. But my point, coming, across, coming to the back to the point, as soon as that moon of Eid is sighted, now when we read one Isha Salah, that Eid night, one Isha Salah, although it's an auspicious night, but it's no more Ramadan now. One Isha you read is equivalent to one. Now you're not going to get 70. You're only going to get one is to one. Now in Ramadan, it's one is to 70 reward you're going to get. And if you read a Nafil, the reward is equivalent to a Fard. So that means... Out of Ramadan, soon as it becomes, when the moon of Eid is sighted, 
you did a nafil or a sunnah, you're getting the reward of a sunnah, you're not getting any bonus extra. But in Ramadan, you're reading this nafil and a sunnah, the reward is multiplied. So we got these few days still left at our disposal. It is left to us. Each one of us must make that decision and to do certain things and make that change in, the, in his life. You know, we listen to talks. Every Friday we're listening to talks. And there's odd nights, mashallah. And maybe every night there's talks that's taking place. The object of the talk is to sparse, is to get us into do some action. It's not for listening to the talk. The talk itself, inshallah, you're sitting in the gatherings of ilm and we're learning something. There's benefit in it. But actually we're supposed to be making some change personally in our lives. Through an example... Imagine the Malana came now, he gave you a big bayan about and spent one hour, one and a half hours after Isha Salah telling you of the fazilats, all the virtues, importance and talks and beautiful stories, waqiyas from the Sahaba and pious predecessors telling you about all the reasons of Salah. Right. Now we got motivated. The Salah the bayan was a very good bayan. But then come for Fajr the next day, or the rest of the weekend, let's, let's say, hypothetically, it's a Maghrib, uh, Fajr, uh, Isha, uh, Friday, after Isha program, you all set for. But Fajr, Saturday morning, nobody came. And the rest of the time, nobody read the Salah. It defeated the whole object. The purpose of the talk was to motivate us to do something. So we're supposed to be performing our Salah. After that, encouragement was to perform a Salah, so that you get down to performing Salah. So like that, we're listening to these talks. It's not for the talk itself, it's not the end. It's a means to an end. It's to take us and motivate us and encourage us to do something. So we are saying, for example, now the last eight nights or eight days of Ramadan are here. It's not nice to say, okay, we went for the talk and we heard about it, we know about it. The main thing is for us to do something. This Ramadan is here. We don't know. And I, neither do I nor do you know for sure that whether we're going to see another Ramadan or not. So we have to maximize and take these opportunities that we have. So Ramadan, yes, the ulama may have spoken about the quality of taqwa and why we fasting is to get this taqwa. Allah talks about it in the Quran and he says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That we fast so that we can get taqwa in our lives. But, just perhaps for reminder, is we fasting in Ramadan to get a quality in, in, in us. We're not only Muslim in Ramadan. You see, if I'm fasting now, it's Ramadan. So I have a certain type of behavior. And then when it's not Ramadan, then our behavior is like a little bit different. See, I'm in Ramadan now, so okay, what we find people do. It's a good thing. I'm not saying anything wrong. You shouldn't be doing it like in Ramadan now. We say, hey, you know, TV will go off. Everything now, we, we're sort of careful about you know, disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then we need to ask ourselves that we Muslim only in Ramadan? Or is that supposed to create a certain type of spirit and culture and mindset within us that must now infiltrate for the rest of our lives, for the rest of our day, for all other facets and avenues of our life and must continue for the rest of the year as well. We're not only Ramadan because uh, Muslim because it's Ramadan or you're not only Muslim because now you, you're in a certain place in Makkah or something. No, everywhere. There's no time limitations or place restrictions to say only you behave like a Muslim this time of the year. Or in this place, in a masjid right now, I'm a Muslim. I behave in a certain way. Now when you go outside, our conduct is totally opposite. 
So this Ramadan spirit or these values or this objective of this whole fasting that we're working so hard from morning, Sari time you woke up at 4 o'clock, Sari finishes today, it is morning, maybe 4.53, 4.54. Imagine we fasted right till 6 o'clock, quarter to 6, we're fasting. 12, whole 12 hours, 13 hours of fast and it's hot, you're working. And 30 days you did it. For what? Just to stay hungry and to say I had a nice seri and have iftar, halim and samusas and bajjas and we came and then khalas at the end of that's all. It's supposed to create a certain mindset and a culture and a value system and a character and our conduct should change. This Ramadan I went through a 30 days training. 30 days, not just staying away from food, not just about staying away from food. That's why the Prophet said, Rubba sa'imin. Here many people are fasting and the only thing they get out of their fast is they stayed hungry. And the same thing that applies to our Tarawih Salah. I mentioned in other, talk, other days talk as well. Imagine you performing Tarawih Salah 20 rakats. It's not easy. 20 rakats up and down. Ruku 20 times. You're listening to the Mulana he's reading or the Qari Sahib. MashaAllah, beautiful recitation. The entire Quran MashaAllah, over 800 pages, 114 surahs, over 6,000 ayahs of the Qur'an you listen to. Every rakat, two times into sajda you went. 400 each day you meet, 40, uh, 40 sujood. In 10 days, 400. In 20 days, 800. In uh, 30 days, 1,200 sujood you made extra. Was it just to go up and down and say you perform your sarawi khalas, tick the box? This is not a tick box exercise, this. It is to get it over and done and say, now, right, made your mother happy, your father happy, your wife happy, right? It's supposed to bring in us a total, maybe a metamorphosis, a whole change in our life. Illumination and our spirit and our hearts need to be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And thus, this must infiltrate and permeate every facet of our life. When you went into sajda 1,200 times extra in Ramadan, is you lowering yourself, saying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I am low. The quality of humility, the closest a person to Allah is when he's in sajda. So we went through this exercise 1,200 times in Ramadan to remind yourself, I am closest to you, O Allah, I am lowering myself. I can't go any lower. You're putting your head, your nose, your hands and your knees on the ground, humbling yourself. Humility, utter humility. And taking out all the pride of our lives. And this training you're going through. Now this humility must infiltrate. Now when you're going out and you're dealing with people, then if you're 1,200 times you're into sajda, but there's still pride in you, and there's still arrogance in you, then the exercise that we went through, we haven't achieved the objective. If you fasted for 30 days, you stayed hungry, you never eat, you never drink. But when you're doing your business, and you still cheated, you robbed people, then the objective of fasting, that hasn't been achieved. You just stayed hungry. The permeation and the infiltration of the objective of fast in every facet of your life. You're staying hungry, you're getting the quality of taqwa. Now when you're talking to your wife, and you're still being rude and vulgar or abusive, then the training exercise of 30 days, that consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, come in your life. 
When you come to the masjid and you just park your car anyhow and causing taklif to people, then the objective of fasting was to remind you that Allah is watching me. How can I cause taklif to somebody? I'm just giving like random examples. The point is, when we are fasting, there's a whole color that has to come. Sibratullah. There's a change that has to come about in our life that must now infiltrate every facet of our life. Now when we're interacting with person of opposite gender, we know we have to lower our gaze. Allah is watching. Now when I'm sitting with my phone, 30 days I went through this exercise. I have to be careful about what sites are access. Allah is watching me. Because I learned, I learned, I trained this for 30 days. Now I can't be arrogant driving a very smart car and be boastful and bashful. Because I went 1,200 times in sajda to remind myself that I have to be humble. And when I humble myself, Allah will elevate me. So this is a whole training exercise we bring. We got the next eight days to remind ourselves. Think consciously about this. What I spoke about is objective, the spirit of Ramadan. Now also reminding ourselves, business is a different, is a strange thing. Let us not get carried away. The Prophet said, yes, on the day of Eid, it's a sunnah to wear our best clothes. It's sunnah, it's a nice day of rejoicing and celebrating, enjoying the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're not allowed to fast, it's haram to fast on the day of Eid. But does that mean now we must get carried away to such an extent that this eight days of Ramadan that we still have, we forget about it, now it's all about Eid. Going shopping and all the mitahis come and all the celebrations and all the discussions about Eid now. And we forget and we lose this, the, the value of this remaining eight days. So be very wary about this and careful about this. It's nice to feed people and invite people over to our homes. But what is happening nowadays, it became like a whole party we're having. And what is coming at the expense? It's coming at the expense of our ibadah. It's coming at the expense of these valuable moments I have. Meet people, talk to people. We read the life of Mashaikh. They still did it. But we have to understand what is priority now. Priority is I have to get myself connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I have to fill my spiritual heart and my spiritual life. So we get carried away, unfortunately, with these type of parties and celebration and rejoicing, unfortunately, at the expense of these valuable moments that we still have. So let us be on guard with regards to this. And the next two or three minutes I have, I just want to also share, shed some light on something that is Laylatul Qadr is here, inshallah, let us try and maximize on that. But also, Sadaqatul Fitr is also an important aspect of ibadah. We should try and do it before Eid. Although it's only wajib on that person that has the nisab amount, which is plus minus 9,200 rand today. So only if that person who has excess wealth on the morning of Eid, then it becomes wajib on him to discharge a sadaqatul fitr, which is amongst many reasons, two reasons come to mind. One is it is a sort of expiation to cover up maybe for some deficiencies in our fasting. The Prophet says something is the fact that our fast remains hanging until we discharge our Sadaqatul Fitr. But also secondly is to help those people who are underprivileged, maybe they can get something. So if you're only going to give it on the day of Eid, then how they're going to get something for Eid? So better we should try and give it before the day of Eid. So any person that has that amount of Nisab, it's only wajib at that time. But as I said, it's better to give it before. The amount Many times people are confused. They see a poster. One brother sent me a question. Malana, it's saying 27 rand in Durban, but in Joburg it's 30 rand. How come? So the basis of it is, first of our understanding, 
is not based on the amount that 27 or 30 rand last year may have been 20 rand is based on the value or amount of wheat prophet said min tamarin or min burrin a measurement of wheat so the ulama went and calculated it was about plus minus 1.6 just say one over one and a half kilos of wheat so that one and a half kilos of wheat the value of it so what the ulama do is they look in the marketplace what is the average price of one and a half kilos of wheat and that's how they come to the value 27 rand or 30 rand so therefore it differs from place to place but that is just like a minimum amount it doesn't mean we must suffice on the minimum we can give uh, more the more we give the better and it's wajib on an individual to give on his own behalf and his minor children if they don't have means if they have means then he can use from their money and every person will give on their own so your wife will give on her own if you want to give for her then you can give for her but you must tell her that I'm giving on her behalf otherwise it's her own uh, obligation that she needs to give then who is the recipient of the sadaqatul fitr is the same recipient as zakah so you can't give a non-muslim sadaqatul fitr nor can we give sadaqatul fitr to a person that is wealthy ideally we should try and identify the person ourselves we know they are persons entitled to receive zakah, receive zakah so then you can give them sadaqatul fitr but if through circumstances we don't know uh, any person that is deserving of this, then you give it to some reliable organization or body that, it, that has or can do that uh, investigation and give it on your behalf. So try and give it inshallah before Eid, but if you cannot then by Eid day uh, and then after that if you still didn't do it, then after that you should try and give it as far as possible. Sadaqa, I also mentioned previously that when we are giving any type of charity, whether it's iftar to somebody, or zakat to somebody, or sadaqah to somebody, never ever for a moment think that you or me, that person that's giving, am doing somebody else a favor. I am not doing him a favor by giving him money. He is doing me a favor by accepting and giving me the opportunity of earning reward. Very important, the mindset and the intention. You never give sadaqah, charity, iftah, whatever it is. I gave him, I did him a favor. No. He accepted and he was, gave me the opportunity. Because when I gave him the sadaqah or the zakat, whatever it is, should try and do it as discreetly as possible. But what I'm trying to say is it's, the benefit of it is for me. So a great amount of sincerity. Never think that I'm doing a favor. Secondly, it never remind the person... I gave you something and now expect something in return from him. I gave you sadaqah, now you must do, do this, this for me. Or remind him, remember I gave you this. These are very, Prophet said, Don't ever nullify and cancel the true reward of your charities by reminding people of what you have done. So, with those few words, time has elapsed. May Allah subhanahu wa give us all the tawfiq of practicing on whatever has been said. Just the khulasa or the crux. I was talking about Ramadan, uh, started off by talking about shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Ramadan and the spirit of Ramadan and the purpose of Ramadan, how it must infiltrate every facet of our life, whether it's our business dealings now, whether the social dealings, because you went through this whole training exercise to develop this sifat and these qualities in us, the taraweeh salawi doing so much of sujood, the sifat must come within us. And then I spoke about sadaqatul fitr and the importance of it and who you should be given to, etc. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Remember yourself, your families, the entire ummah in your du'as. That's the very powerful weapon that we have. And one du'a the Prophet taught us to recite, Allahumma innaka afuun, tuhibbul afwa fa'afuanna, which basically means, Oh Allah, you are forgiving. So if you don't know the Arabic, Allahumma, 
in any duas, O Allah, innaka afuwan, you are most forgiving, tuhibbul afwa, you love to forgive, fa'afu anni, so therefore now forgive me, overlook me. May Allah give us tawfiq wa akhir da'wana, anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.